Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games, and the history. And it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Your official UWO Claire Blue Golds podcast. Back for another episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. The final episode of the month of October, by the way. Holy cow. Think about that. Time has flown. Yep. Next time that uh, I'll see your pretty face will be November 1st. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it, this, this year's gone so fast. It has. It has, man. I feel like we probably say it every year, but it probably goes faster every year, too. Yeah, so. we, we, we do. I mean, there are some years where it kind of just drags on. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's Time been, flies when you're having fun, as they say. That, that is true, especially in our professions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Nick's over there. I'm Dan. I think this is episode nine. I'll have to double check it here. But we're getting close to double digits. Should we do something special? Have a party. Just the two of us? <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> a little awkward. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we've got a fantastic episode coming up here because we're uh, chatting with Coach Yengo, who he might be one of the most name-dropped coaches I think we've done in a lot of our podcasts right? Uh, so far. So we finally get the man after 300 career wins, too. So uh, he makes his debut on the podcast. Yeah, it was it was actually I mean, I've known Sean for, you know, seven, eight years now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he just he's just he just cares so much. And mm-hmm. like I know that's kinda of cliche because like all I could say about all our coaches, but like it's it he, he truly does care and mm-hmm. you know, we get get into a little bit of of some some traditions and, you know mm-hmm. having thirty, you know, college females over to your house Saturday mornings for pancakes. Like, yep can't believe that's an easy task no. whatsoever no but yeah you you mentioned that caring and just kind of because we obviously already we chatted with him and we recorded it and such and the the caring thing you know just kind of hearing some of his stories and how he talks about his players or even his own son and right and, and that and you you could tell that yeah he's he's very dedicated yeah very passionate about what he does too mm-hmm. so and he doesn't remember our very famous advisor meeting from <laughs> almost 20 years ago but hey like we said it it worked out it worked out i graduated right so don't anybody relook into it from, from the university <laughs> well, and right nobody now, get so. any ideas and start going to him for her exactly for her advice or advice <laughs> uh but and uh, great conversation too because he has been around for a while and just to see the changes you know not only just in soccer but he's seen the growth of soccer but it was a great question by you too um, about like the tracking the performances uh, right. of the athletes, and I thought that was just a, it was it was a really insightful answer. It was one of those things too. that it, it was it was they so they bought these these systems, and, and it's literally it, it's no bigger than like like a like a computer mouse, mm-hmm. and it goes it sits on on the the athlete's back. Um, they wear every every athlete wears like a harness. It's mm-hmm. like a I don't want to say sports bra, but it kind of looks like that. Maybe it's like a GoPro, how some people yeah, kind of stat- Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's, gosh, there's like got to be like 40 of them because mm-hmm. they number them. And the, the men and the women, they, they split them okay. as far as they, they, they share them. And they kind of just bought them and didn't really tell anybody about us. And so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what is this for? And Coach Holm had kind of shown me like the data. And it is, it is actually, it's insane because like, you can literally like top speed, average speed, distance covered, and then it brings up like a heat map, and so you can kind of see where the athletes have you know spent their time on the field, 
you know, whether it's during training or whether it's during, you know, games and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think he made, made, made the good point of, you know, in his prior years, it's kind of just been, okay, like recovery days, you kind of just ask the athletes, you know, how's everybody feeling? Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some, some people I'm sure were like, yep, good to go, like ready to go. And they might not be, but mm-hmm. they just, you know, love the sport and, and stuff like that. Where now there's literally like numerical data and you can kind of see, okay, you played X amount of minutes, you, you know, you expended this much oxygen and, and, and energy, like you need to take it easy. Or right. Else, you know, you might not have ran as much, so we're going to, you know, kind of cap that off and work a little extra hard this practice and then take it easy the next practice. So, mm-hmm. and that dives straight into our conversation earlier, um, a couple episodes ago with, with Zach Ruck. Cause right. I mean, him and his staff take all that data too and just, I mean, plug in the numbers and yeah. It's so interesting to see how much has changed, not only like the last 10, 15, but even the last five years, right? you know, with data collection and in so many different ways right, right now. So uh, really fun conversation with, with Coach Django coming up. But uh, first, before that, recapping and previewing uh, some of the items uh, at hand. Football got off to a fast start uh, against Platteville. A little surprise onside kick uh, at the beginning there, too. I I so speaking of Coach Ruck, yeah. I was walking down the sidelines on Saturday, and after that happened, I just said, "Did we expect that?" And he's like, "Well, they were practicing it a lot, and you know that we saw it against River, River Falls try to do it to us after they took like a fourteen or seventeen point lead, and they didn't do it. And so mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit of a little bit of trickery to come out. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's probably one of the one of the best starts." I've seen by our Bogle football team in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, to march, do the onside kick, march down the field, you know, hit Garside with a 20-plus yard pass, get a huge defensive stop. I, I think it was like an 18-yard sack by Brady Hoffner on third down. Mm-hmm. like, And then to come all the way back and and score again and go up 14-0, like, yeah. it, was, it, it, was, it was special. And, like, I know, obviously, people do it who don't know. You know, they were kept off the board after that. And right. The Platteville put up, you know, 47. But, like, they kind of just proved to themselves and they proved to everybody, like, that's the level that they can play at, mm-hmm. especially in this conference. I mean, don't get me wrong, Platteville, like, they're not ranked. They could easily go to the American Rivers Conference, the CCIW, and do damage. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd, they'd go in any other conference, top three team. Really? I I yeah. firmly believe that. Yeah, I firmly believe, I, and I I'm I'm gonna say that about almost every. No, I'm not even gonna say almost. I'm gonna say about every single team in the WIAC. You put them in any other conference, mm-hmm. at least in the Midwest, dominate it. It dominate it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're not gonna go into the MIAC and win it, right? Because St. John's is St. John's, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Same with the, you know CCIW North Central, American Rivers. You got Warburg, right? So you might not take it outright, but you're you're gonna you're gonna carry games like you're not going to finish mm-hmm. you know right. two, two and eight or, or whatever like it's going to be you're going to have some good battles and you're mm-hmm. most likely going to come out on top so yeah tough one at home um, but again I think it was it was just a proving point of like you know this is this is where this is where the level that they can play at mm-hmm. and you know they got another good test this weekend and at and, uh, lacrosse yeah nope. which that's not an easy place to play Mm-hmm. Not to mention, you know, lacrosse being fourth in the nation, mm-hmm. knocked off Whitewater a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, with the last last second field goal. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be tough uh, the next three games. Some good competition coming up because even Stout uh, the following week, 
That, they put like to put up a lot of points on the board there too. Yeah, so. and, and we I don't want really want to talk about last year's war on ninety four because that was a mm-hmm. shellacking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it it's only three more games left. Can dude, you believe that? That's, it's insane. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't was looking at that good. Monday when we were talking about uh, the game with Justice Justice Cleveland from uh, thirteen because he was there covering the game too, and like three more games left in the regular season. That's it's just it's, unreal. It's insane how fast time has just flown. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So and we got hockey this weekend, man. I like, was going <laughs> to say puck drops and what St. Benedict for uh, the women's team. Yeah, St. Benny's on Friday. Yeah, After home the, opener. <laughs> that's unreal. It's. That's, but I saw the uh, I saw did I see the polls come out? Uh, was it uh, ninth in the, in the country? Eighth, ninth, top ten, somewhere in there? Did I see uh, women ninth, men fifteenth? Okay. Yes. So I mean, not to say the last year's last year's seasons were you know disappointing, but like mm-hmm. I mean, even for the men, like when we did some media a couple weeks ago. And like it was, it was interesting to see some of the some of the guys that don't usually get to, to step in front of the camera, kind of get that that chance. And they also the same thing as last year. There was just games where they shouldn't have lost. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, nothing against these teams, but like you know, when you go in as the favorites, you're you're expected to win. If you, if you don't win, it comes back and hurts you, and that's what happened to them. Right. So it ultimately kept them out of the tournament. And yep. then, you know, going into the WIAC championship, like, they just didn't play their best. Mm-hmm. And Point did. And you're going to get that every time you go up to KB Willett. So um, they got a they got a little chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And they got, I mean, didn't lose that many, that many pieces. Brought in some, some good pieces. Brought in the rookie of the year last year from Stout. Yeah. Which I've talked to Tristan Turner a little bit. Like, he's, he's ready to go. Yeah. So. Awesome. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year. It's gonna be and even even for the men. I mean, we talked about the women starting on Friday. The men start Saturday. Um, men have Augsburg, and let me just quickly look here. Augsburg thirteenth in the nation mm. for preseason poll. So you got a top fifteen matchup already. Thirteen v fourteen. Thirteen. Yep. That's Which there's a lot of hype around it, but I will stay true to my guns here. Yeah. Because I know Robin Baker will call me out on it. <laughs> Shout out, Robin. Um, preseason polls—they don't—they don't mean anything. Yeah, they I, don't. I'm not, it, I'm not. It, preseason polls are a measuring stick of what last year, how last year ended. Mm-hmm. That's literally how it is. Right. And you can't tell me every single team is the same because they're not. Mm-hmm. If an entire off season to work, they lost their graduated seniors. New and players they, coming in. Yep. Right. And if they didn't, like, again, you've had an entire year to. Retired summer to to get better. Right. Like it's it's a completely different different team, and so that's where like I take preseason polls with like a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like now with like soccer, the NCAA regional rankings came out last week. Um, this week they'll actually be like truly like ranked. Last week it was just alf- alphabetical order. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know, the first time that the regional rankings come out for any sport, yeah, the first rankings that come out, it's in alphabetical order. Alphabetical. Little nugget right there. So if, if you see if you see like Eau Claire teams go from like seventh and jump all the way to two, yeah, yeah. we were probably at two the entire time. It's just that you coming in the alphabet. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. It's a little nice little nugget there. The more you know, right? So the more you know, the old you know <laughs> the, the God, commercial. What, what was that? It was Is like it? NBC, wasn't it? Well, it was like uh, oh, like a cele- celebrity would do like a. 
a PSA or something like that? Why am I thinking? I'm thinking Reading Rainbow. Are you thinking Reading Rainbow? Yeah, you're thinking Reading Rainbow. I'm I'm thinking like it used to be on NBC. They would be like, this is your brain on drugs. Show a picture. The more you know. I don't know. I'm just like (laughs) something like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But so, again, like it's still going to be great competition because, mm-hmm. I mean, between us and Augsburg, I mean, we they we play each other so hard every single every single year, right? And so, um, to be to have it at home is going to be is going to be huge mm-hmm. because the students, the community, I mean, Hobbs will be will be packed. Yeah, and not only for that game, it'll be for Friday's game for the women, the afternoon game for the women. It, like it, it'll be it'll mm-hmm. be a special weekend. Uh, did I see too? Is it why uh, championships for cross country? Or am I getting a little too far ahead of myself on that? Or that was nope. You are correct. Am yep. I correct? All right. So Wyack for the for the cross country teams. All right. Um, that a little bit of a break here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they're just they just keep keep running strong. Um, they don't not necessarily they're not finishing as high as they'd like, but mm-hmm. I think again. Coach Schwamberger and Coach Schneider, they're, you know, when do they want their athletes to peak? They want them to peak here towards the end of the season. Right. And so they've already gotten some some athletes with those times that will get them, you know, to regionals and, and mm-hmm. set them up for success for nationals. And, you know, they take care of business and and, and, and just put together a game plan and, and, and run it like they want to. They'll, mm-hmm. be, they'll be just fine. Yeah. So. Uh, also, kind of some busy days coming up here for uh, for volleyball after coming off of a senior night victory over lacrosse. Uh, lacrosse. Yeah. You got River Falls coming up here, then what, they're down in Illinois uh, yep. for, for a tournament too. So busy couple or busy few days actually for uh, for Kim Woody and her team. Yeah, especially after having uh, the last two weekends off. Um, it's they're, it, it's kind of crunch time for them. Mm-hmm. It's you know they're kind of they're right in the mix. I think they're sitting at sixth in st- YX standings right now, okay. um, and that's I mean that's their main focus. They're I mean don't get me wrong, they'll go down to Illinois and they'll put together their their full effort and. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to be completely honest with you, like an at large bid isn't in the picture, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Just too many losses on the on the resume, so. Um, you know, they know their path. You go out, you win the Wyack tournament. Clinch that berth, then that, that you, way, right? You don't Automatic berth. Right. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, you know, are, you, are, we, are we going to hear our name or we're not? It's, right. It then turns into, you know, where are we going to go? Are we going to host? Are we going to, you know, where are we going? Mm-hmm. Who, who do we play first round? Right. So um, Wednesday's Wednesday's game is going to be huge because River Falls is coming off. Um, they they lost to Oshkosh last Friday, but they took them to five sets. Like, mm-hmm. And and that's a that's a team that that's hungry and and they're right in the mix too fighting for for playoff spots. Right. So it's gonna be a good one out in River Falls and mm-hmm. I think it's supposed pay no Hunterina Pagerina I don't know I've never been there I'm going uh, so are you? yeah okay because yeah. I've I've been told it's one of the places I definitely need to hit and All so right. we got... well knock it off your bucket list then off there so do you yeah. get to travel much uh, with with some of these or just kind of once in a while or what's Every once in a while, yeah. I used like two, three years ago. I used to go a lot with with the hockey teams. Um, obviously, now that I'm in a bigger role, mm-hmm. it's kind of I've, I kind of get to just like pick and choose. Gotcha. Um, we're still, I mean, we're still kind of in the 
the growing phases, especially with, with the new AD. Mm-hmm. I haven't really asked Jason what his his thoughts are on that stuff. Right. Um, it, it just gets hard. You just did now, so well, if he's listening, he's going. So well, I'm saying roles, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, you just asked him now. Well, so. I don't know that he actually listens to these. Well, now you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it, it it does get hard. I mean, with with 25 teams on campus, it's right. you know you're bound to have. Especially on the weekends, you're bound to have some sort of home event, mm-hmm. and you know, as much as I'd, I'd love to travel, as much as I can, like you just can't. Right? Yeah. <laughs> to be twenty-five teams. To be yeah, yeah and like, and that's where, and and don't don't get me wrong, there are some days where everybody's on the road, mm-hmm. and like that's nice, but do I really want to travel? You know, three hours to the east side of the state, or do I want to just sit at home or sit in the office and follow everybody online and? Mm-hmm. I have to worry about getting on a bus and right. all that good, all that good jazz. But right. we 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 try to try to make it where we can. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, usually when we hit NCAA play, we we definitely might like to travel and right. kind of be that administrative liaison mm-hmm. for for some teams. Absolutely. So like last year, I went down with men's soccer to like Gustavus and okay, stayed with them and that was good. Nice. It was it was it was nice, especially. I mean, it was it was Casey's first not Casey's first time being in NCAA because he made it like at St. Thomas, but obviously with the program, right? Their first time, so mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's it's kind of just a kind of just a coin toss, you know. I hope in in years to come, it's it's more of a solidified. Trust me, I'd, I'd like Saturdays. I'd love to go on the road to football every yeah. single weekend. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go to volleyball, right? Yeah, and, you know, especially some of those trips that you know. Got up to California, like. Well, you're shooting your shot right now, maybe, Hopefully. possibly, possibly, sort of thing. You're putting just, it out there. I'm putting it out there. Hey, <laughs> if, if people will have me, I'm always, I'm always willing. Nick willing to, needs a friend. I, okay, that. that <laughs> ouch, ouch. Just he needs a he needs somebody to hang out with him on on Saturdays and such. So just kidding. Ouch. You opened the door, just you know. So I went in. So, so back to sports. Um, <laughs> I I I don't mean to interrupt, but I kind of want to give a quick little shout out. Uh, we're speaking of Wyack Championships for this weekend. Last weekend was women's tennis, and God, what did Spencer say? For like the th- third or fourth year in a row, we finished three points behind Whitewater. Really. Just three points. Three points. <laughs> three points. <laughs> so Blue Goats took second, which I mean, it's it's still a very good accomplishment. I mean those those female athletes put in so much dedication and time, especially with a split mm-hmm. a split season between fall and and, and spring. Right. Um, but a couple of quick shout outs: um, Anna Lee and Liv Herzog. Anna Lee won um, won the number three singles flight um, outright. For, nice. for Wyack champion, so congrats, shout out, you, shout out, yeah. And then her and Liv Herzog um, won number three doubles. Sweet. So yeah, shout out and congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, they did a very, very, very good showing mm-hmm. out at out at Wyack and yeah, absolutely. Now, do they pick up in the spring too, or is this just fall thing, or or is it like cross country? You know, sort of thing. Or? Yep. So okay. they they will pick it up in 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 the spring. Um, usually, the tennis teams go down to Florida okay. um, and play a little, um, play some matches down there at the uh, U.S. Tennis Center. Gotcha. Um, and then the that's when nationals is, is in the spring. But we do our team 
WIAC mm-hmm. championships in the fall. Okay, gotcha. But I think yeah. I said cross country. I meant golf actually there, but yeah, because cross country goes into track. So, right, yeah. yeah. So. so I mean, it, it's it, it's one of those things where it's more of like a team team result oriented in the fall mm-hmm. and more individual in the spring. But you're still okay. trying to you know you're still trying to put together wins and stuff like that as a right. team. So yeah. Uh, should we uh, talk a little soccer before we bring in a, a soccer coach uh, going on right Might now? Might as well. So they look like they got a busy schedule coming up here, too, uh, both men's and, and women's soccer uh, coming up here. I know what uh, the women's team's got uh, River Falls on uh, on thir- on Wednesday. Wednesday. On Wednesday. Yep. Going up against River Falls. So And that, speaking of WIAC playoffs, like that, those standings are so... <laughs> So just a jumbled mess right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just just looking at it, I think last time I looked, we were we were sitting somewhere around fourth. Um, but like, we're fourth due to like a tiebreaker, and somebody else has an extra game, and and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, River Falls um, on Wednesday, and then we come back home on Saturday. That's uh, stout. stout. And then it's already the Wyatt quarterfinals. So just then, two more games yeah. left. First round playoffs start next Tuesday. On Halloween of all days, too. Right. So kind of looking at it, I mean, it really all depends. I, As much as it, it kind of pains me to say, I will be cheering for Oshkosh. <laughs> when they you got play to. Platteville. I mean, you're scoreboard watching a little bit, right? Right. Yeah. And because if... Oshkosh wins. They finish up at four and three. If we can pull off two wins against um, River Falls and Stout, we go four, two, and one. Mm-hmm. We have the tiebreaker over Oshkosh, so we actually jump all the way up. Nice. Which is which would be great. Um, we jump all the way up to up to second, assuming point loses to Lacrosse. Right. Now again, any team can win in any given day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, looking at it right now, we could finish anywhere from you know, six all the way up to second. So mm-hmm. we could go from hosting that first round to having a first round bye and not having to worry to play until, you know, Thursday. So, And then the uh, men's side, they just got two more games left here, Augsburg and Platteville to wrap it up, but they're a little different because, reminder, they don't have conference yet, right? Right. So would they qualify, you think, for a berth for, for NCAAs again for, for the tournament? Or? I think they need to win two. Two? Okay. Going one on one, I still think they're they're fair. Mm-hmm. The big one is going to be Friday against okay. uh, Platteville. Platteville, because Platteville has has been doing some damage around the region. Um, they took out Whitewater, who who beat us at home, um, and uh, they play tonight. So we're mm-hmm. recording this on Tuesday. Right. Um, they Augsburg is you know not an easy task, mm-hmm. um, especially over at at our Nelson Field. So. Yeah, and both games are on the road too. So right, and so it's it's one of those things where you know, even with two wins, you look at that that pool B in the independent schools, and you know, kind of just looking brief cover letters between the two. I'd, I'd say we kind of have the upper hand, mm-hmm. um, and we definitely would, would get in. But kind of just to like solidify that, especially in the region, right? It's, it's that platform one that that we definitely want. Absolutely. But I mean, both both teams came out in regional rankings again, in alphabetical rankings last week. We'll get new ones today. Okay. Um, kind of see where where both teams kind of stand, and I mean, there's a good chance both teams could you know play be playing some NCAA postseason. Right. Absolutely. All right, on that note, should we uh, bring in Coach Yango, who uh, is kind of cool because I think we start off with uh, with our talk with him, too. I mean, you, you see the coaches with, with the Blue Woods. you got a good group of coaches who have been around for a while. Right. 
him, Coach Huntington, you know, Tanya England. I mean, and the one question I wanted to ask and we didn't get to, and we'll have to we'll spring it on one of the other veterans <laughs> is how do how do they how do they interact with you know some of the the newer coaches mm. around campus, right? Yeah. Whether it's Coach Rodovi and Lacrosse, Coach Dezeal and and gymnastics, or even um, you know we were talking about. Uh, Coach Riley in, in baseball, right? Right. Like, yeah. how how do you interact with them? And I know Coach Riley and Coach Huntington interact a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, their offices are right next to each other, but baseball, softball, similar game, right? Right. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, it was gr- great interview, great insight um, by by Coach Yango. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was thrilled thrilled to do it, and awesome. We'll definitely have to have him on again. Def uh, big time Yankees fan, which I found out in that podcast too. So. And a Steelers fan. And right? a Steelers fan. Which I mean, he's from he's from the East Coast. It, it, it makes sense. Yep, <laughs> definitely. So, just glad he's not a Jets fan for this year. So, don't have to worry about that. So, but uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and our conversation with Coach Yango, newly minted three hundred career wins. Let's get three hundred more though too. Put the pressure on. Yes, so. sir. <laughs> we'll be back after these quick messages. BSN Sports, a proud supporter of Blue Gold Athletics, is the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country. With more than 40 sales pros that live and service schools in every corner of Wisconsin and beyond. BSN would like to thank all the supporters of Blue Gold Athletics that share our passion for enhancing the student experience. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives. And that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN can save you time off the field and court, giving you more time to impact lives of student-athletes. Contact your local BSN Sports Sales Pro today or visit bsnsports.com. Let's raise a glass to the greatest gas rewards program. We're excited to share Festival Foods Gas Rewards includes beer, wine, spirits, and more. So everyone can load up the cart with their favorite beverages and load up on rewards for quick trip gas. Our aisles are stocked with everything from local breweries and international wineries to craft cocktail kits and refreshing seltzers. So get ready to fill up and save big. Cheers to that. Festival Foods, local since 1946. With a Royal Credit Union checking account, you get endless ways to bank, save, and spend. Royal's checking accounts offer all the benefits you need, like no minimum balance, no monthly fees, and customizable real-time alerts. You'll have access to our free online banking and mobile app, so managing your account is easy. We're in your neighborhood, on your phone, and here to help. Open your checking account with Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash royalcheckingaccount, insured by NCUA. And we are back with this episode of the Rollin' with the Golds. Nick, as one of his duties, as with every episode, he introduces introduces the guest for us. I still can't so. believe I didn't even sign up for this. You kind of just put it on me. Well, I mean, you are with the Blue Golds and you work with them, so it just makes sense. Plus, I ask all the questions, so you got to do something over here. So, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we have some we we have we have someone special, and let me just start by saying that it's somebody that I've known since since I started at Eau Claire, uh, getting to work with soccer early on within the athletics department. Um, Three time Wyatt Coach of the Year. Um, just happened to hit number 300 last weekend, or this will be two weekends mm-hmm. ago, as we're recording this the week after he hit it. Um, and 
has a team that's right in the thick of things, tied for third in the conference, and is looking to make his way up. Head coach Sean Yanko. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You got it. Uh, I might as well lead this off. You probably don't remember me. He's already going to ask this. Shoot, I forgot. Yeah, and don't and part time <laughs> academic advisor. Yeah, once once what, a while what, ago. This was oh gosh, probably '08 because I'm an alum from Eau Claire too. And I made an appointment with my advisor to talk, and I went to your office. And I thought that's I mean, we're talking for a little bit. Ended up it was your wife that was my advisor. <laughs> so I thought it was you. Love so, it. Love it. It was yeah. a short. It was a short advisor meeting. We we'll, we'll put it that way. So. <laughs> but yeah. the input you gave me those years, uh-huh. you know, very were <laughs> a few minutes. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, welcome, and uh, we appreciate you uh, stopping by. Congratulations on on 300. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm humbled by it, uh, honored. Um, At the same time, know that, you know, it's it's not all on my shoulders. I'm blessed to have an amazing uh, support staff that I've had through the 27 years I've been here. 27 years. Has it kind of flown on by? It has. Absolutely. Uh, It's amazing. Uh, I mean, just... Yeah, time flies, right? You know, mm-hmm. when you're having fun and loving what you do. So, I mean, you've seen a lot of changes on campus uh, throughout your years, too, and just with, with everything going on. I mean, what, uh, what what's kind of your impression with everything? I mean, Sonitag Center, not just, uh, you know, lower campus, everything going on. I mean, it looks it looks completely different from when I graduated back in 2009, even. Yeah. Uh, I can remember my first maybe 10 to 12 years on campus where no no new buildings nothing mm-hmm. happened and then all of a sudden yeah the explosion hit and you know the new Davies center was uh, with the first of the buildings to go up and then centennial hall and lower campus you know and then we you know then athletics started to get in some of these nice new mm-hmm. facilities as well which is amazing you know the you know to, to move from being an off-campus facility to being on campus is a, certainly a game changer for us and then yeah, and an opportunity to do with the new event center and mm-hmm. uh, brand new indoor turf facility. I feel like that gives us uh, a pretty good head start in recruiting. Absolutely. Before we kind of deep dive in, into some of that stuff, I want to know a little bit more about uh, your background. So, where did you kind of begin your your, your beginnings, and and what what was your influence in soccer? Like, where was your your first love? Where where did that first start yeah. for for soccer? Well, first I was just. Love sports, you know. Mm-hmm. Growing up as a kid, uh, yeah, I just no matter what season it was, that was that was the sport I was playing. And loved it. Uh, I was a three sport athlete in high school. Just you know, and that was back in the day where you literally went from one sport to the next. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a big club scene and and in any regard. So I was just uh, just enjoying playing the game and and, and no matter what game it was. Uh, and then you know, fast forward. to college i ended up going to uh, state university of new york at Cortland okay. in upstate new york and was not going to play soccer uh, i was a pretty good wrestler in high school i was recruited to, to wrestle at Cortland. Uh, that was my plan and after about two weeks on campus and being really bored and getting in a lot of trouble i said <laughs> i need to do something <laughs> and and i went to the, the coach's office and said, hey i'd love to love to try out for the team and you got, you got any openings and Luckily, they had a JV team at the time and spent uh, two weeks on the JV team. And then after that, I was brought up to the varsity and played four years at SUNY Cortland uh, and as a two-sport athlete in college. Nice. So, um, 
And then uh, how do we work our way out to Eau Claire, Wisconsin right. from upstate yeah. New York is, is a good question as well. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, Tracy, were, we were engaged to be married, and uh, we said best job wins. And Eau Claire hired her as the uh, head woman's track and cross-country coach. And they were, they were gracious enough to, to bring me along as well. And I was an assistant soccer coach, assistant wrestling coach. I worked at facilities. I did a little bit of everything that first year uh, just to make ends meet and then uh, caught a break, you know. Uh, the, the head coach, the women's soccer team, resigned at the end of that first year, and I applied for the job, and, yeah, for some reason or other, they hired me. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I got to imagine, you know, in college, you probably didn't imagine being a soccer coach, you know, as, as a career at that point? Well, my, my career path was – in education, mm-hmm. um, I definitely wanted to be a teacher. And mm-hmm. at the time I was I majored in physical education, so my my first job out of college was at a private boarding school in in Western Massachusetts, and that's where my my wife and I met. Uh, so I was coaching and teaching. I had a passion for both, and you know, at Eau Claire too. I you know, to be honest, with you, I, I was teaching and coaching for a good chunk of that time. Uh, until just you know five or six years ago, and mm-hmm. coaches you know were able to to just do one job and, and to just coach, which mm-hmm. has been awesome too. So, uh, but yeah, my, my love for teaching and coaching um, was definitely a big passion of mine. And you know, my both my parents were teachers, and my dad was a coach as well. Um, awesome. Nick, did you have something over there? Oh. You always give me this look like I never know when you want to ask a question. <laughs> like, we, we don't have that connection down yet to where I can read your eyes right there like that. I'll chime in. Okay. Well, I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> I, I don't want to cut you off. I'll cut you off. <laughs> See the relationship we've gotten? In yeah, I love it. Yeah. Episode a bantering now. back and forth. Jeez Louise. So, uh, so with your, your career, I got to, you know, how difficult has it been, you know, because you're coaching soccer in a Midwest state, Wisconsin, right? I mean, there's snow. We, we got the elements to, to go through. Has that provided any obstacles, whether it's like recruiting uh, or anything like that? I mean, what what, what what's kind of, I guess, the narrative maybe from the outside looking at Wisconsin for, for like soccer teams or soccer programs? I, mean, I feel like we're all in it, right? You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, especially in the WIAC, right? We're all looking right. at pretty much the same players, right? You know, so it's you know, we're we're all dealing with the same obstacles when it comes to that. Uh, but I feel like Eau Claire's got, you know, an advantage in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, we have a beautiful city, mm-hmm. a beautiful campus, um, some outstanding academic programs. Uh, you know, and so those are things that we really certainly highlight in recruiting to, mm-hmm. to attract the top-notch players um, and try to, you know, when we're competing against all the other YX schools as well. How how impressive is the the prep scene for for some of the high school talent? I mean, you know, obviously we know Memorial's got a lot of them. River Falls. I mean, to to know that's kind of in your backyard too. To have these really good young talent in the area, how how beneficial is that for you for for your job? Yeah, and I think that's where soccer has grown quite a bit in my time here. I remember mm-hmm. coming here; uh, it, was, it was very yeah, raw mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, you know. And now we have. Some well-established clubs in the area, you know, in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Hudson, mm-hmm. and I think that's really helped the soccer scene for sure. And uh, and now more qualified coaches as well to, to teach these young kids how to play the game properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that's definitely seen a lot of growth in that. 
and uh, proud to, to be a part of that as well. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the Big Rivers Conference is definitely strong in soccer. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, and we're also very fortunate to be just, you know, the home away from home from all the powerhouses in the Twin Cities as well. Right. Yeah, because you mentioned those programs. I mean, what, in the summer, all the kids up on Craig Road over there with, I mean, it's full uh, yes. of little kids up there playing soccer. Yes. Yeah, it's exciting. Exciting to see. Um, that was it's probably one of the things I miss being at Bollinger. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I don't miss a lot, but that's one <laughs> of them. Where you know we could always, if if we were having a tough season, we could always look across the street and just remember, hey, this is where it all started. Yeah, remember when you, you know, if you had to game the next day, you went to bed in your uniform, you know, and mm-hmm. just uh, the joy and the love of the game and the passion. Uh, yeah, it's it's neat. And, my house backs up to the soccer park, so it's even more nice. exciting. Where I could, I can literally be on my back deck and just listen to the noises and the sounds, and um, and I, it, it kind of quite funny. My my assistant coach JD spends a lot of time at the soccer park, and I could hear him coaching from the soccer fields <laughs> from my deck. That's awesome. <laughs> he has that voice projection. It just yeah, that is awesome. Uh, Twenty seven years you, you've been coaching. You just mentioned the the, the passion. How do you keep that passion going? What, what's what's yeah, been the key to that? It's easy, you know. You love what you do, right? You mm-hmm. know, and it's a, a labor of love for sure. Um, and it's a nice thing about our job: the more time you put into it, the more success you can have. You know, and uh, just you know, I don't feel like it's a job. You know, and it's I tell my players that too. Find something you're passionate about and you love. It's it's not about the salary. It's about you know how you feel about what you do and the, the impact that you can make. I think that's kind of where it starts with me, for mm-hmm. sure. We've had uh, a couple of athletes on, and you know, I've kind of talked to them about you know that that passion, and it's so cool to see these youngsters. You know, they're they're not there for scholarships. You know, they don't have a scholarship, so they're dedicating themselves a lot of time to playing sport. They're student, and then probably also working working jobs. I mean, you've seen this for how many years? Just how impressive is it? How impressive is it to see these youngsters? putting in all that time in different areas just because of that passion. I mean, that's yeah. that's impressive, isn't it? It is. It is. What they do and how they do it, it's, it's amazing how they balance it all, right? You know, mm-hmm. I think that's that's the pride of Division Three, right? Is mm-hmm. we're, we're doing it without, you know, all the fancy stuff, right? right. Yep. You know, we're yep. doing it because we love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that passion certainly drives us. And you know, But that's kind of where things have changed a little bit, too. I think there's... At Division Three now, there's a lot more players that are choosing that versus, mm-hmm. you know, Division One or Division Two uh, because they want that balance in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they want obviously to continue to play the game they love, but they also want to have a priority in their education. And and uh, I, I feel like you know Claire does an amazing job with that. For right. Sure. Exactly. Twenty seven years too. Not to keep highlighting, you know, twenty seven years or anything. Like <laughs> You're that. old, man. You're old. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> what has been the biggest change, in your opinion, and maybe in terms of recruiting, or you know, from when you first started to where it is now? Maybe the biggest obstacle or, or anything like that. What's the biggest thing that you've noticed, maybe different in, in terms of recruiting? Yeah, I, I think recruiting has changed drastically, right? You know, what I mean, I, I spend most of my Saturdays in the months of. February, January, February, March, and a dome recruiting, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the winter, you know, whereas 
when I first started coaching, the winter months were kind of down months. You know, there really wasn't a lot of opportunities to get out to see these players. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's it's year round for sure. You know, um, I think that's can be a challenge. You know, I mean, there's you know there's so many events now to right. get to. You know, so you have to pick and choose the events that you want to go to, where you think you can get the biggest bang for your buck and the players that you're targeting. Uh, yeah, and just there's there's a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of talent out there. Uh, and now that you know, it's not as much regional. You know, um, you know we're we're branching out. We're pretty excited. We have a committed recruit from Ohio coming oh, nice. in next year, which is real exciting for us. Um, so it's it's. It's more than just you know Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, right. Iowa. You know, it's it's everywhere, right? And and these kids, you know, they're they're educated on the recruiting process as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they know how to say the right things and the people to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. We had uh, I got to ask you this too, and and I remember this actually. I think when I was in school, or at least seeing it on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it now. But we had a uh, uh, one of uh, a player. I, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago. The breakfasts, uh, the pancakes, oh. uh, and, and I mean that's I, I was <laughs> oh you know. so we had we had Maggie Conway on last week. Oh my gosh! And yeah, well, she Mark. she she had said that was her favorite memory, or like I yeah. asked for a memorable memory, sure. and that's what she brought up. And I that. and I totally. I, I remember, I mean, you've done that for, for years and years now. That's what, like, I wasn't, but and I so remember she, hearing about When it. she mentioned it, I was yeah. like, that's right. But it kind of just became, you know, it's just something that, that you do and kind of instill within within your culture. It is. You know, I mean, I think one of the big things that's important to me as a coach is just that, that family atmosphere. You mm-hmm. know, that you want to make Eau Claire that home away from home type of feeling. and feel like they're, they're it's a special place, right, where they're respected and have a voice. You know, so I, I just, on a whim, I don't know what year it was, to be honest with you, it's all a blur right now, right? But we decided, hey, let's, you know, on the days that we have a home game on the weekend, let's invite the team over for a breakfast. And we were undefeated that year with pancakes. So it was <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're going to keep cooking them, man. <laughs> I don't know what the secret is, but we're going to keep cooking them. That's and, awesome. Uh, it was fun, too, because at the time, my kids were young, and mm-hmm. they loved having the team over, and team loved you know hanging out with the kids as well and so it's definitely definitely a trademark of our program and i think it kind of sets the tone for you know what's important to us Mm -hmm. absolutely so we had zach ruck on a couple weeks ago and zach talked a lot about you know how the analytics have have changed a lot um not only in in the training and and stuff like that but um kind of just get that data back to see where you know athletes are, are performing at their best um, I believe they're new this year. The, the catapult system yeah. that your team and men's soccer team uses. Yep. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about how 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 big of an impact those have? And I mean, I guess to kind of just give a brief summary of actually what they are. Yeah, yeah I think so. We live in the you know the data information world, right? Where mm-hmm. we want instant feedback, you know. And I think these catapult GPS trackers are, are exactly that. So they wear them in practice and in games. And immediately after training or a game, we, we download the information, and, and that information uploads. And so all the players get to see their data. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're obviously in the beginning stages of trying to understand all the data and what it means and how we can apply it to our team. Uh, but, you know, one of the first things that jumps out to me right now is that we have – 
you know, we're in the, you know, the final stages of our season here. And I have 34 players on my roster, and all of them are healthy and ready to play. Hmm. You know? And so the, the data for me, the biggest thing for me is this, the, well, how we've applied the science to our recovery and how that's kept our players healthy and able to compete. You know, and I think, I think that's going to pay dividends down the stretch here. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been years where you have, you know, three-fourths of your roster or a quarter of your roster out, hurt, injured yep. for various reasons, you know. And I think this data has helped us to, you know, know how hard we can train them and when we can train them that hard mm-hmm. and then when we need to back off. And, and you know, so it's tracking their distance. They're tracking their speed, their accelerations, um, their volume. And so all this information comes back to us and we, you know, we're working conjunction with our strength and conditioning coach and and they have like a survey that our players have to um reply to each day you know so it's called a readiness survey and so we look at that readiness survey in conjunction with the data that we have from catapult and how those two things correlate to okay i think we need to back off today like today needs to be a low volume day Whereas in the past, you were just making a good guess as right. a coach. So, yeah. so now we're using the science to make good decisions. And uh, yeah, it's been really cool, and uh, I'm even more excited to see what, kind of where this goes in the next couple of years. Absolutely. It's kind of – I've seen some of the heat maps, at least from the men's side, of, you know, you kind of can kind of tell just looking at, it, okay, here are your forwards. They're staying – or, you know, on the sides are your wing backs, and then you got your midfielders where it seems like they cover every – every inch of the field um and and stuff like that uh talking kind of off the point of in in conjunction um with with casey and men's soccer you know for 24 years you were the lone soccer program other than the club teams do you and casey you know or do your support staff and his support staff do you guys you know bounce ideas off each other i know your guys offices are right there like how 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 much has that camaraderie kind of grown within just the first three years of Casey being on campus? Yeah, it's, it's been really cool, really cool. And, and I think Casey's an amazing coach, and what he's done with a men's team in such a short amount of time is a good testament of, of you know, what a great coach he is. And, uh, yeah, we, I think we, we bounce ideas off each other. Um, you know, I think one of the, the great things for me as a coach is because our practices typically follow their practices. So my players are waiting on the sidelines to get on the turf, and they're watching the men's practice. And if you've ever gone to a men's practice, there's, like, a ton of energy. The enthusiasm, the excitement, and the competitive spirit is just amazing. And I think our players feed off of that and, and, and have applied that to, to their own training as well. Uh, you know, and then just... You know, our, our team goes out to support them. They come out to support us. I can remember our first home game when our men's team was just, you know, on campus and how rowdy they were at that <laughs> game. And actually, I think the officials had to – they were behind a goal. I think our officials had to say, no, you can't be over there. you got to be over here. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh, It was yes. so cool. And, and yeah, it's just, it's just really neat to have another sport that understands your sport, right, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and uh, and Casey's staff is you know it's been really good too and and um, just yeah bouncing ideas off each other for sure. 
you mentioned that that support though too it you know it's other coaches showing up like i saw coach huntington post a picture with you you know with 300 and 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 uh, nick was telling me you know coach fader was kind of keeping tabs for, yeah. for 300 to see that support yeah. amongst other coaches and other sports got to be pretty cool too absolutely and i think that's where claire kind of separates themselves from other other programs and this is yeah, and that's why you have a lot of coaches in our athletic department that have been here for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been here for 27 years, but, you know, Coach Anklin's been here a while. Coach Huntington's been here a while. You know, yep. so many coaches have been here a long time, and I think they're, the reason why they've been here a long time is just the support within the department itself. And, and when somebody like myself has a milestone, there's there's a ton of support out there. So it's fun. It's it's awesome, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Is there a little, like, uh, push, like, I don't know if push is the right one, but, like, you know, I don't know what, uh, like, the, the hallway or whatever, you know, kind of motivation amongst different coaches, too? <laughs> the you back know, so, Hey, man, I'll tell you, there's a lot of pressure by hallway. <laughs> yeah, there's a national championship softball coach right next to me, and down the hall is a national championship volleyball coach, you know, and, and, uh, and then we have a new baseball coach there, and, and Casey's there as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's an awesome hallway. Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, I mean, it's, you know, that, just the chatter in the hallway from day to day is, mm-hmm. is really cool, you know, and um, that support is needed as a coach, you know, there's there's good times and there's rough times as well, right, and, mm-hmm. you know, when you have support within your colleagues, it, it makes a world of difference. Is there any, you know, like where maybe you go to Coach Huntington for advice on something or vice versa, is there any kind of sharing All information the time. like that? actually. You know, I had Coach Huntington come and talk to my team this year. Yeah, I had Coach Vader come and talk to my team uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I had Coach Anglin come and talk to my team. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, all the time. And I think, you know, they're gracious, you know, other time as well and, and excited to come and pass on their knowledge to their team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like – Sometimes they hear it from me, like, yeah, he's an old guy, man. What, what does he know? You know, and then they hear the same message from another coach. It's like, yeah, that resonates a little bit. So That's awesome. Well, and I think it's not only just the athletic side. I mean, I think it goes even to the, the smaller details of like, hey, we have this returner that's looking, you know, looking for a place to, to live next year, like off campus. Does anybody, you know, mm-hmm. does anybody have a, a group or, or a house that's looking for, you know, a roommate? And I've heard some of those stories within the past couple of years of, you know, whether it's a soccer player rooming with a volleyball player or, you know, swim and dive and track, you know, commingling. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're all blue gold athletes. They all, you know, to some extent have a similar schedule, but like they're all in it together being full time student or full time athlete. And yeah. it, it truly is, it's truly is cool to see, you know, coaches, you know, work together outside of the sports aspect of it just to make sure that the, the student athletes are getting everything that they need. Yeah, a bunch of years ago, it was Coach Woody that created a, pre- a spreadsheet. For players that wanted to room with another athlete, mm. which is, you know, sometimes you know they want to room with one of their own, you know, but sometimes they, they want to branch out a little bit, right? And as has really has helped, you know, just within our all our programs, you know. So if I if I have one of my players who's room with a basketball player, the basketball player is going to come out to watch the soccer player, yep. and the soccer player is going to go watch the basketball player, exactly, and. You know, and that support is really cool. With mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's not only just upperclassmen. I think you know to get to get a rookie or, or a freshman, a first year student, you know, to room with another student athlete. You know, that's got to have you know a little bit of a 
an easier and more comfortable situation as far as they're both in it together. They both know yeah. what what, ta- what time they're going to have to give to you know school and and to you know to their respective sport. Even if they are different seasons, you kind of have that support system right there, you know, on campus. Mm-hmm. You do, yeah. And, you know, I think athletes understand each other, you know, versus just a regular student. Yep. Kind of like what we talked about earlier with those schedules, right? Yeah. I mean, you're working, you're going to class, and you got practice. You know, it was because uh, we were talking with a couple of football players uh, a few weeks ago, and it was a great quote because you know I'd asked, "Do you ever feel like you miss out on the college experience? You know, Water Street or whatever?" <laughs> great response. They don't get to do what I get to do, and I'm like, I never kind of thought of it that way. But that it's a fantastic response. I thought yeah. was that uh, Harry that said that? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, quarterback. Harry, yeah, it was just awesome. So, what's it like playing on Upper Campus now? It's awesome. Yeah, I feel like you're in the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, we were at Bollinger. I don't think anybody knew what we were doing. You know, mm-hmm. and now you know, at a typical practice, you know, you got track working out. You know, you're it's busy if right you're driving there. on Claremont. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really busy, yeah. which is fun. Like it, uh, we're that much closer to the students as well. So we get, mm-hmm. the crowd is nice. I personally, selfishly, it's nice because I just walk outside my office <laughs> to practice. A little more convenient. Uh, and I always say just the, the efficiency of which we do things now is so much better. You know, we can we can bounce into a classroom and have a film session and come out to practice. We can have a practice and then strength and conditioning right after. We have athletic training facilities right there. Their locker room is right there. You know, everything is in one spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very convenient and efficient. Mm-hmm. For anybody, you know, it's, uh, anybody maybe kind of thinking about coaching or, or getting into a coaching profession, if there was a tip or a piece of advice you, you would give anybody, what would that advice be? Uh, coach with your heart. Yeah. yeah. My dad was a great role model of that and big reason why I got into coaching. And, you know, I think he coached with his heart first and, and his mind second. And, you know, oftentimes our heart leads us in the right direction, uh, especially in dealing with delicate situations, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the more challenging things of being a, with, being a coach is you, you're dealing with a lot of some very challenging, tough situations, you know. And, but if you're, if you're always leading with your heart, good things happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to lightning round unless you had any other questions there, yeah. Nick. All right. I got a hard-hitting one for you right away. How can we get the men's national team to win a World Cup? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, right man. out of the game. Yeah, right? I'm on our women's national team. I think they're, they're in a rough Gio right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Where did you grow up? Grew up in Webster, New York. Webster, New York. Suburb of Rochester. So did you grow up like uh, Yankees, Mets fans or anything I'm like a that? Yankee fan. Oh, Big time no, Yankee God. fan. Yeah. <laughs> my, my grandpa took me to the Yankee Stadium when I was like 10 years old. Yeah, I fell in love with the place, taking my kids to Yankee Stadium. That's awesome. My, my two sons are Yankee fans. So who's the best Yankee of all time, in your opinion, then? Oh, Mariano Rivera is my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. The yeah. closer, enter Sandman and everything. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So were you uh, a Knicks fan, like Jets, Giants? What was your... your... So this is weird. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Really? Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> growing up, the Buffalo Bills were trash. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, of course, in the 70s, the Steelers were rocking it. So yep. it was pretty easy. 
Oh, and you didn't get a lot of games on television back in the seventies. Yeah, they were the ones that we were on TV a lot. So that's awesome. So it's still true, true to my Steelers. All right, big Mike Tomlin fan as well. Great coach. Yeah, great, great role model. Sustained success. Exactly over there. I mean, I yeah, that's the one thing Pittsburgh knows how to do with the Steelers with their coaches. I mean, what three in the last how yeah. many years? Yeah. Chuck, Noll, Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Man, uh, favorite food. Favorite food? Uh, pasta. What kind of pasta? I gotta, gotta like, are you uh, Alfredo? I like, to ma- I like to make my own sauce. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was just National Pasta Day the other day. It was? Oh. Yeah. Nice. Should have done this earlier, Nick, and you could have <laughs> had brought in something or like that. So you want to take over scheduling duties, you can, Dan. <laughs> How about, uh, do you have a favorite movie? Favorite movie? Probably a sports movie. <laughs> uh, you know, Remember the Titans, mm-hmm. Miracle. Rudy. <laughs> the classics. The classics. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, are you, like, if you have any downtime, are you streaming anything? you binge watching anything, you and the family? or It's usually something my wife is watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, don't don't have a ton of that going on, but, yeah. Um, I mean, we've, we've done a few shows, yep. you know, but nothing that's jumping out at me right now. Favorite hobby or something you do during, you know, maybe to get away or, or, or some downtime? Yeah. Love to play golf. Yeah. Do. Nice. How is your golf game? Oh, do you want to answer that one? <laughs> too yeah. bad. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. Nick, have you gone golfing with Coach? Have you? I have not. Yeah. And we missed you at the Blue Gold. Because you, do you, usually, yeah, you right. usually golf with I do. Gold. I was golf upset. Right. We had a game that day. And yeah. Couldn't get out. So hopefully they switch that date back to. He's giving you June. a hint. <laughs> well, he knows I'm not the one that decides that. So I know. I know. we got to get like a department outing or something like that. We do. And yeah. I think I think Jason would, would yeah. be oh, more yeah. than willing. Casey's staff, they play some mm-hmm. golf too. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Maybe we'll have a little contest between the, the women's oh. staff and the men's staff. There you go. Now the ideas are floating. I like that. Uh, do you have a favorite book? Favorite book? Um Good question. You know, uh, I mean, I, I have a oh man, I, I have a lot of podcasts I love listening to. How about that? What's uh, uh, the Sports Psych Show? Is my sports my favorite show. podcast? Um, Dan Abrams. Uh, yeah, I like really I'm making cool. notes. So yeah. What to listen to over there? Uh, I think you kind of might have already mentioned it, but I'll ask you. Biggest influence in your life? Yeah, my father, for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, just had his birthday was yesterday. So well, happy birthday. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, so was he like, because you mentioned, you know, he was in the sports with you, too, you know, kind of, was he your coach growing up a little bit too, or? No, he, well, he, he did coach me a little bit in wrestling. He was mm-hmm. a wrestling coach. Um, he was, he worked at the Cross Town Rival School. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so never really had him as like a high school coach, but he, you know, he coached me in wrestling when I was, when I was in, you know, grade school, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, he's, you know, there's a, there's a video out there, you know, lessons learned from a third grade dropout. And I always joke lessons learned from a high school fire teacher. <laughs> That's my dad. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you a dog or cat person? Dog. We have nice. a golden retriever at home. What's the name? Leo. Leo? Yeah. All right. Team loves him. <laughs> Leo for 
Lionel Messi or just Leo? Oh, Leo. Yeah, you know, the the girls in the house got to name the dogs. We were we were hoping for Jeter. Oh, Derek Jeter. Oh, look at that. <laughs> but, you know, our vote got denied. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite soccer team? Got to ask. I mean, you're a soccer yeah, coach, so I, I mean, I, definitely a, a Man City fan. Okay, sure. Nice. I'm still trying to adopt a team. I don't have like that go-to one. I've had nominations all across. What's your favorite? Did I ever ask you what your favorite is? You don't have one, do you? Yeah, there it's. I'm putting you on the spot. It's man. so favorite favorite Premier League team is Everton. Okay. And I got into it in high school from a buddy of mine whose favorite team was Liverpool. Little did I know, Liverpool beats the crap out of Everton every year. So that's why he told me to to support them. And they've had a rough gotcha. go of things. Yeah, not like Man City yeah. up there at the top of the table well, every year. Yeah, they got a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, what is because you did mention the the, the podcast one? Um, what is your uh, favorite music? Like, do you listen to anything before a game or, or anything like that? Or so the team knows that we we walk out of the locker room to ACDC, Thunderstruck. Nice and definitely a big classic rock fan for sure. Nice, I like it. You have any superstitions? Ah, uh, I try to avoid them, <laughs> you know, but you know when you're going through a season and you're like, uh, should I get my hair cut? We just won. <laughs> or should I wait? <laughs> well, the pancake breakfast the pancake, was kind of was, was definitely, one. yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I appreciate a coach actually acknowledging that. Yes, there is sometimes <laughs> they think about that because they're like, oh no, no, we are. No, I appreciate that. So that's awesome. Uh, I think that's all I got for. Or unless you have popped up one, did you have one that popped yeah, up? Yeah, kind of. Can kind of just maybe just end on this. Um, for those who don't know, your son Zach graduated last year, ran cross country here at Eau Claire for four years. How special was that for those four years, um, four or five years, to not, not only you know see him progress through college and and graduate and stuff like that, but to kind of be right in your backyard for yeah. most for all of it. Yeah, it was, it was really special. Definitely miss having him around. He's in grad school right now down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the neatest thing is he would just pop into the office and say hi and, and just, you know, just hang out for a bit during the day. Um, you know, and then just to, to see him progress through his running career and uh, doing things that I just like amazing. You know, I would I would talk a lot to my team about his work ethic and what he would do especially during the summer months you know i mean get up at ungodly hours mm-hmm. and running ungodly amounts of miles <laughs> right you know and um yeah i mean he, he definitely set the bar pretty high for just being determined and um you know his his goals were you know you know to run nationals and cross country and he was able to attain that goal and and I was able to go watch them too, so that was pretty cool. And that was the same weekend that our women's volleyball team won a national championship. And I always remember that because we're in the car driving back from Kentucky, listening to the volleyball game, you know. That's awesome. And, and my wife, they won, you know. And my wife starts crying, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what a what a great moment!" That yeah, is so you cool. Know? Um, but Zach, yeah, he's he's uh, just a great athlete. Um, Definitely hurt my heart a little bit when he decided not to play soccer anymore. <laughs> but I, I think one of his greatest accomplishments, though, was in, in high school, 
He went to Regis High School, so a small school. And he played soccer and ran cross country at the same time. Wow. And he ran cross country state. And at the same day, he played in the sectional final soccer game. Wow. And uh, I think that's, that's pretty amazing to yeah. be able to do both those things in the same day. And, and his team won the soccer game, so he ended up making it to state in soccer that year. That's awesome. And, oh, yeah. And that maybe I just got one more just to kind of feed off that, too, you know, because you hear a lot now, too, whether it's in the high school level or maybe even a little bit lower, you know, specializing in one sport. But, I mean, it sounds like from your background and your kids' background, they were in a bunch of different sports Yeah, at that yeah, point. Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, when I was growing up, yeah, it was, you know, you, you just did specialize. And my, that was one of my dad's things. Why would you do that? You know, <laughs> you know, old school, you know. And actually, he made me run track. That was one sport he said, you have to do this, you know. And, and it was great training for soccer, for mm-hmm. sure. But, uh yeah, you know, and I think we kept our kids out of sport a little bit longer um, just because of the importance of family. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we took some really cool family vacations when the kids were younger that we probably wouldn't have been able to do had we been in club sports and things mm-hmm. like that. So, Well, Coach, uh, this was an uh, awesome uh, conversation. We appreciate, you, we appreciate you coming by, and uh, again, congrats on 300. You. you got another 300 in you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ron Baker said that last night. Here's your pie for 300. Get another one in a couple of years. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's oh. awesome. Coach, we appreciate it, and uh, best of luck on the rest of the season. Thank you. And uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you.